Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Timeline Astrology. Hello, and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology podcast. Today, my guest is John Fife. John is a Vedic astrologer and a palm reader, and he is the recipient from India of the Jyotish COVID a prestigious award given for service to others in the field of Vedic astrology. John has taught astrology and palmistry courses and workshops throughout Ireland, the UK, as well as the US and in Canada. He gives astrology palmistry sessions at various yoga centres, alternative bookstores and body, mind, soul expositions. You can find him on YouTube and also on Facebook. And his website is the Real John R. Fife. Com. That's John Fife, F-Y-F-E. So I was very pleased to have John on the podcast to talk about palmistry, which I know little or nothing about. And the way it's tied into the Vedic chart is fascinating. And I think you'll love this conversation. The only thing um, I'm going to uh, point out, which you may not love, is the sound quality. And it's on my end and my fault and not John's. Um, I had I was picking up some distortion on my end so when I'm speaking it's quite distorted and not a great listen but luckily luckily I haven't really spoken very much uh, I just sat back and listened to John talk and um, just give us his wisdom on palmistry and Vedic astrology and how we can combine the two and so sit back and enjoy the uh, interview so I began the interview by asking John, as I do everyone that comes on the podcast, how he tunes into the cosmos, uh, if he has a ritual, a, a daily routine that helps him tune into Vedic astrology. Um, it's a good question. I know some others that they do a meditative ritual and all that. I have a tendency to, once I enter the room, uh, and then I just have about a full minute of... Uh, of just blanking out and when i then look at charts and um so forth i just allow it to come through me i don't know it's hard to explain it just comes naturally so there isn't any um type of ritual i do except i know i need that minute just to tune in uh, or allow myself to tune in and you know it's it's pretty much that, and when I work with the palmistry, it's also when I touch the hand and they start to tune into the elements in the hand. Um, then it just kind of flows through me. Hmm. So you mentioned there about um, the elements and the hand, and as our subject today is palmistry and Vedic astrology, can you explain a little bit about how the elements are expressed in the hand, how you look for that in the hand? Well, the elements, and I meant to say planetary elements, but yes, elements of air, water, earth, and fire. And um, sometimes it gets a little um, misconstrued in what you see as elements in, in the palmistry and what is actually with astrology. It gets a little sometimes different. So Saturn mm -hmm. finger is the long finger in our hand. It's noticed to be an air finger, an air planet. And... Um, um, then, you know, we work with ether as well, mercurial. So to put that into, say, more layman's language, really, all the planets work with 
various elements as the signs do. You know, the Taurus is an earth sign as Virgo. And so, we, and that's a grounding energy. And so when we look at the palmistry, we look at the base of the hand to see if there's a solid grounding, you know, and, and, and really the grounding or balance is, is seen a lot between the length of the heart line and the headline. If there's a balance between the emotions and the way our willpower, and that means a balance in the length of the lines, um, then we know that the groundwork is, is solid. Because if one is longer, much longer than the other, the heart line is much longer, it would be more emotional. People would be making a lot of their decisions or based on reactionary emotions. And if the headline was much longer than the heart line, then, of course, it's going to be a lot of head and willpower. You know, would somebody be swayed to change their mind once they've said what they've had to say? Uh, a long headline would say no. A long hard line, of course, would say yes, can be swayed to change your mind. So when we get back to your that question, the elements in the hand is basically we want to see, you know, um, this person is fiery. So much fire, too much fire, less earth. Uh, you know, more, you know, down to earth type of nature, um, watery, a lot of emotions. That's the moon. You know, we look at the moon mount and we'll talk about, you know, where all, where all those planets are in the hand. So, um, yeah. So when we look at the aspects and elements and the planetary energies in the hand, it certainly, um, gives me large insights to you know when i'm looking at a chart it gives me confirmations and affirmations and um so you know pardon the pun it works hand in hand so to speak the chart and palmistry so you mentioned there about lines in the hand and how we can start looking at those perhaps and i know it's probably not the easiest thing to look at um for an audio recording but can you like simplify that for us and our listeners um, and how we would begin to look at that in the hand. And that's and it's very uh, simple to do just um, through this podcast without having a visual. And because the line, the heart line is the uppermost line in our hand. And, you know, it's going um, across the hand uh, beneath the pinky finger, Mercury, and makes its way up to the index finger, Jupiter. So that line is curving upwards. That is our heart line. It's how we feel, our emotions, how we care, open-hearted nature. And if the heart line is shorter, you know, beneath the uh, Saturn finger, that's the long finger in our hand, Saturn likes to restrict um, the heart, hold it back, not trust as much. It doesn't necessarily, the shorter heart line, mean a person's um, uh, cold-hearted. It can mean that they've been hurt in their life and there's a lot of been a lot of disappointments and so the heart line is shorter it's uh it's a, it's a little bit on guard and these lines in the hands our lines can change i do um hand prints i ink up the hand and um you know keep copies and some client comes back a year or two three years we can see the difference in the lines in the hands there's subtle changes the heart line can actually grow um, longer or become shorter as well as the headline and the headline is the line that's beneath the, the heart line so the headline is also going uh, in a 
horizontal fashion right across the hand and um you know beginning at the um the index finger point and um, so we take a look at that headline our determination our willpower how long is that head you know is it comparably in equidistance to the heart line because you know if it is then it's got a good balance and you know um is the headline very very long going right across the hand if it is it's strong will and determination but we call it uh, someone that can see the bigger picture and that long headline um we say is the headline of a psychotherapist many people come to them with their problems because the headline the long person with the long headline sees the bigger picture it helps um it helps people uh it's straight with people it becomes um straightforward is what i'm looking the word for you know but with a good hard line it's not um you know so hard but we'll say the truth so the length of these lines really determine if we have uh you know a balance going on inside and the the close proximity of these lines too in 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 the width of each other if they're too close together then it becomes too intense emotionally because the head and the heart line are intertwined so to speak so then it becomes a very um intense personality or a little more intense you know somebody that's looking at their hand saying well wait a second i have that you know um intense emotionally intense with their passion intense with their hobbies but and and attached but when the headline and the heartline are wide apart from each other and they're too wide apart, then person can be detached, you know, a little too much, uh, you know, um, aloof, which not a bad thing to be detached. You know, we talk in India, you know, that's how we um, want to um, guide our mind to detach from you know, all the things and thoughts and um, the worldly affairs that's going on in our lives. So, but too much detachment in this world means, you know, that's what we can gauge with the headline being wide apart from the uh, heart line. So those two lines say a lot. And, you know, I've seen a person that had a short heart line it was um, short beneath the uh, long finger in her hand, the Saturn finger. And um, there was a lot of hard hardships, hardships in that person's life. And they came back and well, two years later, something like that. And they pulled their handprint out of the file and they redid the handprint. And I could see the um, heart line had grown a centimeter. Well, obviously they had met someone and their heart was now open. And uh, so, and I was saying before we even sat down and you've met somebody, haven't you? And now they're saying, oh my God, what does this man know? I haven't even sat down. He's reading my mind. Well, no, I was reading his handprint. Um, so, it's, uh, so the, uh, the art of palmistry, um, well, that's what fascinated me. It was palmistry. I was studied first before, um, astrology, although teacher I had, um, uh, kept drawing the Vedic uh, chart, which is a box, a square box on top of the hand or the hand print that he had, as he would explain, outline, you know, various uh, lines in our hand. And um, I was curious about what 
that box was and you said it's vedic astrology and um and i said i've never seen anything quite like that i'm used to seeing the pie in the western astrology and i said i gotta learn this and as i dove into the study of astrology i came quickly to see that a planet that was strong in the chart was ideally as strong in the hand and a planet that was in a weak sign in the chart um and was aspected by planets that were um causing troubles and challenges in the hand you'd see the same thing the disturbance in that um, mount mm -hmm. and uh, so i was um i mean i was i was sold then that was you know the strongest affirmation for me so what was good in the hand is seen to be generally more than generally more more like absolutely is is good in the in the chart so so i'm sitting here and i'm uh, i know that listeners are probably doing the same um, i'm sitting here and i'm looking at both hands um and i'm wondering which hand i should be looking at primarily or should i look at both hands yeah it's a good question well um for a right-handed person uh, or a person, uh, if somebody's ambidextrous, the um, hand that you sign your name with is your active hand. And that's the present. Conscious mind, we would say. And the then for the right-handed person, uh, the left hand is the past. And it's the subconscious. And that's vice versa for a left-handed person. You know, left being their present hand and the right being their past. What we look at is the subconscious. So what is going on in the subconscious hand, the past hand, will generally be improved these lines in the active hand. But the key also that I look at in the past to the present, the changes, so we're looking for the positive changes, which we generally would see, is that, um, or normally would see, is the destiny line. So the destiny line is the purpose line, which the all-important purpose line, destiny. Without a destiny, we don't know where our path is, or too many destiny lines, too many choices. So we look for that straight, strong destiny line, which normally originates from the base center of the hand. So that's a line that's going upwards, and it's headed always towards the Saturn finger, the long finger. There is sometimes uh, the line will adjoin from also the moon mount, which is the uh, mount beneath the pinky finger, beneath Mercury finger, at the base of the hand. So that's the origin of these two lines, the destiny lines. So what I like to see in a person's hand is where their destiny line is headed. And, um, you know, and if it's, you know, part a time in their life and maybe in their 40s that there seems to be a law or it's stopped, waiting to move forward because the lines sometimes do that we look in the past hand and in the past hand if i see a strong straight true destiny line i know something's waiting to get activated and so then we want to talk to the person and see you know are they at a crossroads in their life because something is waiting to get activated and it's not doing that right now or they may have both lines the same so we know that they're following their path. And uh, even if there is some hardships going on, um, challenges in work, these people will have the tendency to always land on their feet. There won't be years of um, uh, delays if they're out of work. You know, something, something will always come their way, maybe not instantly, 
but in time because their destiny line is too solid and um and so um and there's timelines so back to your question you know i sometimes i go further ahead um so the act of hand for a right-handed person we usually see improvements in the mounts and the mounts in the fingers we look at the fingers because those are the mounts in the planets so we want to look at the length of the fingers and the fingers represent as the index finger is the jupiter planet representing expansion that's why the heart line wants to go head towards the index finger expansion opens the heart the long finger saturn is generally known as the um, restriction although its structure and organization skills and a strong Saturn in the hand will show and tell me that a person, you know, will be able to finish their projects or uh, focus on their goals. And that strong Saturn will do that. Overly strong Saturn can then get a little too um, hard set on the person, push them too hard. And they could be their own personal slave driver. And then they can go through belts of uh, lethargy because, you know, after, um, working to the bone so to speak then they just don't feel like doing it anymore so this you know the saturn balanced saturn is obviously as it as it is in astrology is very important that it's not just ruling or dominating the personality you know the ring finger sun is the dynamism of the person it's the soul sun is the heart and the soul so the sun finger that is long and that long means it comes up towards the Saturn finger, the long finger to the uh, half uh, way point or the three quarter point of the upper phalange or the upper tip of that finger. Because if it's too small, the sun will lose its dynamism, be like a cloud that goes in front of the sun on a summer day. And so it starts to um, shrink. Uh, the, the energy starts to um, be less, less. Uh, spontaneous because sun is spontaneous so not giving so much information what the key words are for the fingers is the jupiter is expansion the index finger the saturn is control and discipline the long finger in our hand the ring finger is our spontaneity and dynamism and then the pinky finger mercury is our communication skills and so we want to take a look at these fingers to see if they're holding their own in basically compared to the Saturn finger. Because if Jupiter index finger is too short or it's shorter, it loses confidence. And so we look at the left hand and the right hand and seeing, you know, if we have this, a similar pattern or if one hand is stronger. There are cases where the uh, the dormant hand is stronger. The teacher I had, he tried to convince the clients to change uh, their hands, uh, what you know, as the uh, dominant hand. So if the left hand was strong, and the lines were brilliant, long heart line, you know, going up to Jupiter, and the destiny was really again equally long, but in their active hand. It was a short heart line, and the destiny was not even evident. We would say there's too much weakness in that dominant hand. And I want that person to um, yeah, work with their left hand now. 
I want them to become left-hand dominant because the lines are that brilliant. And they will uh, activate, uh, these lines will get, uh, activate uh, the greatness in that person's life. So. Wow. So that, that brings, that brings, I've got a couple of questions regarding those things because I'm just thinking sure. about how in Ireland, actually, uh, years ago, they used to force people to write with their right hand, even if exactly. they were left-handed. So that's exactly. an interesting thing. So now we can look at it that way in terms of what's been maybe activated. But the key, the one of the key things I've been thinking about um, this time you've been speaking about the length of the fingers and in, in relation to each other, it's it's fascinating that how well Saturn is the longest finger, regardless. You know, you're kind of comparing yes. every everything to the Saturn finger and what what the significance of that is well saturn is the uh, the boss <laughs> it's our left brain you know it's you know it's a dominant force so it's um, and that finger if it's straight then it's doing its thing in its own um realm and that part of the personality that determination but often enough you'll see the finger either leaning towards the Jupiter index finger or towards the ring finger or vice versa. Those fingers would be leaning uh, towards Saturn. And therefore Saturn is then um, becoming too dominant. It's dominant. It's, it's, it's entering another uh, space. You know, it's another mount. It's, it's taking over another mount. So we see that often because, you know, and, and, you know, I see students I've had, you know, when they, we do reprints and they're trying to cheat and keep their hands straight, their fingers, you know, um, so they, um, but yeah, so basically what we're looking at is it's, it, it does go around the Saturn, the destiny line heads towards Saturn. So, you know, Saturn is, um, you know, basically has such a power or strength and it can dominate us or you know it can have a person dominate us or it has their world or society dominate us you know the structure of our society is very saturn saturn saturnian based you know inflexible right. you know and um and so therefore it has a large say in our hand not the only say though because Not the only say. What, nope. what, what's fascinating me is because I'm aware of this already because uh, since reading your article actually in the magazine um, and talking about how even just looking at your index finger in relation to the long finger, um, if the index finger slightly turns in towards the Saturn long finger, obviously there's possibly an indication there that Jupiter has some influence from Saturn in the chart, an aspect, or maybe even in Saturn sign. And indeed, that is the case in my chart. Um, uh -huh. I mentioned this previously in a uh, podcast because um, I have Jupiter in Capricorn. And my both on both hands, both my uh, index fingers turn in towards the middle finger. Right. So the, the Saturn is very strong, but you have the strong Saturn, obviously, to have you know studied um, uh, in in depth astrology, Vedic astrology. Mm -hmm. It's it's just fascinating to see that expression in the hand, which I find, uh, for me, it really brings the stars, all of the astrology, down to earth in a very real way in someone's hand, uh, and I'm sure it's why you you marry the two and why people get so much from your readings. 
Yeah, they do get fascinated because, you know, being us being Vedic astrologers, we see things, but to put it into context, you know, of understanding, we can sometimes go a little overboard. Saturn is, you know, uh, aspecting and this and that. But, and, and, you know, we work with the planet periods, the dasha and all that. But when I take a person's handprint or look into their hand, they're following because they see what I'm, you know, they're following the lines. And there's your destiny lines and they are fascinated. And, right. you know, it really um, uh, piques not only their curiosity, but asking questions, too. Right, right. So uh, I just want to um, go back to one other thing, because um, you, were, you were speaking earlier about the lines of the hand, the major lines, um, like the head and heart line and the, the, the fate line or destiny line, I think you mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. Is there another line? Yes, there's, of course, our lifeline. And um, our um, lifeline is the um, line that encircles the thumb. And at the origin, it's connected with the headline. So the headline is going across the hand, and then there's that other line that is gen mostly connected uh, for 75% of the people, and then encircles the thumb. And around the thumb is Venus, the Venus mount. So not only is it good to have the lifeline um, encircling the thumb for vitality, a long lifeline, and without interference lines on it, it's great for longevity and long uh, um, vitality, but also it enhances the Venus mount. And, you know, the Venus mount that's encircled by the lifeline becomes m more... Um, say in harmony and venus is you know enthusiasm for life you know the enthusiastic nature of a person could have a strong venus tendency you know venus uh, um you know likes to be you know, well besides enthusiasm happy and you know, bubbly bubbly is the word i was looking at mm -hmm. um so the venus um you know, Venus nature person is a person that, you know, would come home from, say, a day at work, but then they'd like to tend to the garden. They'd like to go outside in nature, take a walk. Or a Saturnian person, you know, works hard and comes home and, you know, makes a bite to eat, maybe sits on the balcony for a few minutes and gets the telly on, right? And it's two natures, two different uh, types of uh, natures of person. So the Venus, so the lifeline goes around the thumb, and it can be also an assistant lifeline beside it because people have said, oh, the lifeline is short. My lifeline is short. Does that mean short life or it's blocked here? Well, it's, there are sometimes indications that, you know, we have to take a look at a short lifeline to see if there's problems in the heart, you know, if there's um, rings on the heart line, you know, which indicate blood pressure problems and so forth. But what I have seen a lot is that a secondary lifeline inside that lifeline is has formed, and I've seen that with many people that have uh, left their home country and come to migrate into another country. They have an assistant lifeline, and which takes over, wow. and uh, um, so it becomes the it becomes not only the secondary line becomes the main line. So the, yeah, the lifeline obviously. Um, is one of the major lines, as is the headline, heart line, and then the destiny line. Mm. 
And so they're all the, wow, that's that's fascinating. They're all the major lines in the hand and then uh, like forks and, 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 and circles and things like that, they would all be sort of in relation to those major lines. And do you also have secondary lines? Yeah, secondary lines is the most important. So we we look at the um, in the fingers and and the hand, and we have let's say three sections, and the upper part of the hand we call it the satwa section. You know that's the more of the spiritual and you know the higher energies. And the middle part of the hand is rajas. You know and that's rajas is R A J A S is more you know the, the the world as we live it. You know the material world. And the, beneath the hand is another zone called the tamas area, which is more of our um, body part, our body functions and our uh, lower reactions and so forth. And, you know, um, so tamas, rajas, sattva. So in the sattva, the higher part of the hand is where wisdom lines are seen. And they'll enhance the quality of the nature of that planet. If, for instance, the sun has a sun line going straight down, the sun line then enhances the quality of the sun and for that person, the sun being, you know, as we said, dynamism, magnetism, you know, but a, a sun line a person can make the impossible ha- possible. You know, it just uh, has that ability. It support, we call it puropunya, support from this lifetime from others because of the support you gave others in previous lifetimes. So it's a fortune line. And, uh, you know, um, sometimes they're short and, you know, and uh, others are long and some people don't have them yet. They may have them in their uh, past hand and it may formulate over time. Not everybody has those lines. You know, we look at mercury line beneath the pinky finger, healing line, communication line. And that um, supports the nervous system as well because mercury is uh, connected to our nervous system, our analytical mind. You know, when we wake up in the morning, we have hundreds of thoughts going on at the same time. And we associate that with Mercury mind. When you wake up in the morning and you feel the emotions in the solar plexus, and uh, that's the emotional moon. That's the So Mercury is the mind, moon is the emotional mind. And Mercury is beneath Mercury at the base of the hand is the moon mount. So Mercury... A mercury line enhances the quality of their communication skills. And um, too many lines, however, that are formed together, 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 it makes a person, you know, a regular chatterbox, never shut up, actually. They just have that high-pitched nervous frequency. And, um, you know, um, they've just got a frenetic energy. And it depends. Somebody could have a couple lines, so don't feel that, oh, you know, like, you know, um, I'm like that. There are qualities of that person that can be like that. You know, the the, um, the lines that come uh, beneath Saturn, a straight line is a truth line. And it's a person that's ability to speak the truth, be direct, straightforward, you know. And, um, and of course, on Jupiter, the index finger, we look for... A horizontal line on the edge of the hand, that's an ambition line, but I prefer the square. A square beneath the Jupiter finger 
indicates um, well, not only independence, but uh, a teaching that has teaching qualities, teaching ability, writing ability. So it has uh, uh, that strength um, to enhance the qualities of Jupiter. And yes, we can have, you know, if you have um, a star beneath, I was going to say, yes, there are other lines or wisdom lines that aren't so favorable, a star beneath Saturn um, can indicate the scandal. A ring around the Saturn planet, like a half moon, can bring rigidity. Works too hard, pushes too hard, too rigid, not flexible. So there's many aspects we look to see uh, in a hand, you know, to, you know, it's like add up the points. Are the fingers straight? Are they leaning towards Saturn? Are they sh uh, short or long? You know, if are they overly long? I mean, Jupiter has confidence when it's um, long. When it's overly long, you know, it's equal to the uh, Saturn finger. Then it can be arrogant, and uh, you know, it could be a too much extravagance. It's a person that could be buying a building and then uh, wants to buy another building and another building. Don't really have the budget for it, but that's you know, so it gets out of proportion. You know, and. Um, the shorter Jupiter index finger loses confidence. So we're looking at the length of the fingers. Do they lean on that Saturn finger? Are there wisdom signs beneath the fingers indicating enhancing the abilities of those planets? And checkpoint, do we go into the chart and we see also uh, confirmations of the strength of those planets in favorable signs, exalted signs? Um, placed in good houses, beneficial houses, you know, and there's so much more that we can go into the uh, aspect of palmistry, but those wisdom lines, you know, we like, you know, of course in a class, people love to hear the word scandal, you know, and, uh, you know, so Saturn can look at that. And they also have loved to take a look on the edge of the pinky finger, the uh, marriage line or union line, relationship line. I find if a class gets, if I'm giving a, t a talk or a class and it looks like they're getting a little bored, I just have to bring out the uh, talk about the union line. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, everyone's going to start looking at their hand very intently then. What What are the things I'm thinking of? I'm, I'm of course, here just wrapped up in it and looking at my hands intently while you're speaking. I'm, I was happy to see a square underneath my Jupiter, uh -huh. which is great. Yes. Uh, which doesn't surprise me, I, I guess, but I, I just, I have never looked at it closely enough to actually pick out something like, looks like a square. Um, yeah, that would be a like teacher for sure, and promoting your your teacher, finding your teacher, becoming a teacher, mm. and, you know, working in a, 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 a satwa energy, you know, in, in a, a higher energy. And I, I love the way that you divide it, you divide the hand up between those three satwa, rajas, tamas, and how you can look at different areas of a person's life. What, what I also find interesting is that, that how we use fingers as well in terms of the Saturn finger, the long finger, you know, if you pardon, pardon my vulgarity now, but if you give somebody the finger, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. That, that symbol is really quite offensive. Still. And it's a Saturn finger going up, isn't it? Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating though when you when and some people give two fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like double yeah I noticed they gave two fingers, so they got Jupiter combined. You know, giving some bad energy to you. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. Somebody, yeah. But if somebody gives two fingers, both Saturn fingers. <laughs> oh, I see. Right, right. <laughs> double, double Saturn. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering as you're speaking as well, because I know that you use Vedic astrology along with your uh, palmistry. But if you if that was taken away, would you have a technique also to be able to time events in person's life? How would you time it on the lines like these like timelines, literally? Well, that's yeah, good point. Um, you know, there are some palmists in India that actually can read a chart out of a hand. I mean, that fascinates me, but uh, we look at, <laughs> uh, till I get to that point, we'll see. I We look at the timelines of, um, you know, basically the destiny. You know, when's a purpose line? Well, you have a purpose line and it's, uh, you know, it's on hold. Well, when is it on hold? When you've been in your 20s or 30s or 40s? So, and then it grows again, it starts to move forward. Well, when does that happen? When a destiny line reaches your headline, which is the middle uh, beneath the heart line, the headline, that's approximately age 42. When it goes further up into towards the uh, passing the heart line, again, that's approximately age 56. And so we can gauge beforehand just by taking the margin of what 42 to 56 is between that headline and the heart line. And we get an idea of, um, you know, that the, the path of the destiny and what years are indicated. We also look at indications of, of um, areas in the headline and heart line when events take place and when uh index finger, Jupiter finger, and Saturn finger, uh, in between their fingers, if you just draw an imaginary line down and bring it down and passes over the heart line and the headline, that's about 21 years old. Mm. And you notice at that age, or a little before, it's when the lifeline separates from the headline. That lifeline goes around the thumb and leaves the attachment it has with the headline which goes across the uh, plane of the hand. So that is also around 18 to 21. And so independence happens. A person that leaves home, goes to school in university, or even uh, goes to live with someone, gets married. So their independence takes place. Some people have that at, right at the origin. The lifeline and headline are separate right at the beginning. It's about 25% of people have that. And that means they're independent from day one. And, uh, you know, so they just have that um, ability. Parents tell them what to do and they have to obey, but they go outside and just do their own thing. A pioneer of their own ideas. So right. the 25% people have that. And then we all catch up and we get it at 18 or 21. Um, so primarily... And when we're looking at age, that's 21 years old. Between the Saturn and the ring finger, Sun, you draw that imaginary line down, and we come to the age of 42. Between the ring finger and Mercury, you bring that imaginary down the line down, and that's at 63 years old. So there's different techniques of uh, finding the ages in all areas of the hand. 
Right. That, that makes sense. And it, it seems that you can come at it from different angles as well. So you can, and I'm sure you do this also, that you, you tie that in with uh, planetary cycles and sign progression and so on in the chart. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you also, in terms of signs, is that something you look at in the hand in terms of the signs of the zodiac? It can be done. I have books on that. And um, it, it, it's, that's another study. Um, but I, uh, yes, it can be done. You know, you can see the signs and, and books have different points of view where Leo started in, in the pinky finger and then you just counted down from the tip of the pinky finger and the you know, next sign was Virgo and the next sign was um, uh, Libra and, and carried on. And I was doing a study of that and yet I, um, I haven't gone further mm. because there's not so many uh, books of that of great information about it. It has basic information. And would that also extend out into the nakshatras, the lunar mansions? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. One one of the things I was thinking about as you're speaking about the planets in the hand uh, and how you haven't mentioned the nodes of the moon, are they represented, Rahu Ketu? Definitely. And um, the nodes are very powerful, um, as we know in astrology, uh, what they have a say in the matter. The Rahu, north node, is centered in the center of the hand, between the headline and the, um, the heart line. We call that area the environment. So the destiny line goes right through one's environment. So you know, one could have... The brilliance could be a, um, an artist. It could be, you know, excellent at school and all that. But if their environment isn't in harmony, they're living in a poor area of town, or there's a lot of troubles in the household and so forth. It's very disruptive. That's the Rahuvian nature. You know, it's you know, in order for one to get to find their path, they have to get through this environment. And um, and you see, the headline goes through the environment where the headline goes across the hand so the rahu yeah has its um its own disturbances there and the k2 the self node is where the destiny line originates from the karmic past and that's at the base center of the hand is the mount of k2 and right at the base almost touching the wrist and that's and so where that destiny line originates from it originates from k2 and moves up gets up to the headline and it reaches Rahu. And that, the that's are... fascinating. I'm just I'm thinking about how you mentioned the destiny line uh, moving through, cutting through the line. Was it the uh, heart line at 42? Um, when it gets or... to the heart line, that's at 56 approximately. Oh, and the, he the headline, sorry, at 42. Yes. And so obviously that's not a coincidence that Rahu is said to mature at 42. That's right. Right. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. And when I say Rahu is one's environment, you know, it's, you know, Rahu can, it can be insatiable, right? It can um, get so distracted in the material world that we can't get out of our environment. And, um, you know, and so it, it makes sense that it's associated in that area by the headline at the age 42, primarily when, you know, destiny can I either keep you mired in your environment or changes can take place for you. It doesn't mean your environment for everybody is bad. It just means that, you know, sometimes we are, and we get a little 
flatlined or uh, stagnant in our life's journey. Right, right. So this is this is a fascinating study. I mean, I, I you've really opened my eyes um, to the possibilities because I've never, re- apart from reading a couple of books, as I mentioned to you earlier um, before we came on, I have never really studied palmistry. And it seems a great marriage between uh, the two. And, you know, of course, in India, I mean, they're, they're, they're always together. If you go to India, you, you'll always see the sign of the palm outside an astrologer's, you know, um, office. That's so, right. Yeah, and, and you seem to be really uh, tying them together or um, working with them both very well. Um, in terms of the astrology, I'm curious uh, how just possibly looking at, you know, day to day in terms of, because obviously lines of the hands do change, as you said, over a period of time. But when you're looking at shorter periods of time, like year by year and month by month, are you studying the hand that intently as you're looking at transits and so on? No, I'm not looking for so much, uh, say, vast changes in that hand. I would go with the, the transits. I would, you know, I get um, uh, that bi- general base, that understanding of the hand. And, in, you know, unless I see something uh, that really uh, drastically change, which is not normal, it's gradual, uh, I would go to the chart and see what the period they're running, the, the Dasha period, the main period, and then the Bukti period, and the transits, because, you know, they take precedence for sure. Right. Uh, what what I found, what I was thinking of there, actually, when I was, as I was asking that question, was in terms of, like, people actually um, having cuts or wounds to the hand, because this happened to me years ago, where uh-huh. I got quite a, a deep cut, and it's left a scar in one of the lines. Um and I was looking at where this would be in the chart, and actually, um, it tied in with the lunar signs. Um, I have a book on the lunar signs mapped out in the palm as a kind of circle gravitating outwards or a spiral uh, from the cent- right from the center of the palm, uh, starting with Ashwini. And Ashwini, of course, is um, you know one thing, but that's where my Mars is. Uh-huh. So it happens like I, I have a cut right across the center of my palm. Where Mars is in my chart. Well, and there are, yes, definitely, they indicate, I mean, so Mars can be indicating that uh, it's like diffusing a lot of pressure that was building up in you, it's fire, you know, uh, it could be other things too, because Mars, uh, we didn't discuss Mars in, in palmistry, but Mars is the uh, bumpers of the hands. It's, you know, in the web of the hand between the thumb and Jupiter index finger, and on the other side of the hand, uh, beneath the uh, between headline and heartline, really. So it's on the base of each hand, inside and outside. So sometimes the assertiveness of Mars gets weakened. You know, it becomes uh, uh, well less assertive. Every day we're driving our car, you know, going to work. People are going to work. They're dealing with the traffic. It's Mars energy. It's reaction. You know. Uh, Someone's cutting you off. You're you're cautious. You go into work. You're dealing with the supervisor who's, you know, uh, having a mood on, and uh, you got to play that supervisor. You got to have the strength of the of the Mars. So you cut your Mars, you know, and um, and the, that is a strong indicator of what's you know what's going on in that area. Right, right. Well, Mars retrograde's going on, <laughs> so that's that's what's going on there. But I'm just wondering as well in terms of, because you haven't mentioned the thumb. Yeah, the thumb is, people in India could write books on the thumb. 
I mean, it's mm. quite a study. The thumb is, you know, the, the funnel for Venus, you know, it's almost like the funnel where the mount of Venus flows out. Right, and, right. But the thumb, the tip of the thumb is one's willpower. And, you know, so the willpower, we determine that strength of the thumb, uh, it's a Saturn finger and the headline. There's three points of willpower, you know, and then beneath the um, the line of the thumb, the, the lower phalange, um, that's what we call them, is the uh, logic area. So, you know, we want to have that funnel um, from Venus. Often when I do a handprint, you'll see that logic area is whited out when we do a handprint. And it's not the logic is whited out, blanked out. It's the funnel of Venus. The Venus flows out the thumb. So if the uh, base part of the thumb is whited out on a handprint, we're seeing that the flow of Venus isn't um, a strong. It'd be like pouring tea out of a, a, a teapot and the spout is plugged with mud or dirt and, it, and all the tea is not flowing out. So it's important, this thumb. And, you know, we say the thumb is, you know, you'll see a circle between the top of the thumb and uh, the base of the thumb. It's uh, the, these lines that we have in our fingers, right? We have the upper uh, phalange in the middle part. Well, that's, we look at the wealth area of a person too. That shows, indicates wealth. The wider it is, um, more promising for wealth. And, um, but it's the willpower I primarily look at. You know, the, you know, is the thumb flexible? Can you bend the thumb? And when you meet somebody and you hand, uh, shake hands, is that person, you know, got a vice-like grip? Well, if so, they're not flexible. You know, or is it f very flabby when you're uh, shaking hands? Well, then it's too passive. So the thumb is the same. You know, is it, can you bend your thumb at the tip of it? Does it bend? Is it flexible? You know, is it too flexible? I mean, what is too flexible? We just look for balance. You know, the balance of, um, you know, rather than the rigidity and rather than the um, 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 softness. And that's what we look in the texture of the hand. A firm hand. Um, or is it going to be uh, uh, basically extremely firm, or is it too passive? And um, so, you know, the color of the hand as well. We look at the colors. Right. You know, red is like fiery. You know, white is depletion of energy. It needs a pinkish, pinkish color. You know. So right. yeah, the thumb uh, is not only the extension of the Venus mount. But it also has a lot to uh, say about our willpower and our dominance. Right, like a thumbs up. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Thumbs up. So we, we already know. We already do these things. We give the finger with the Saturn finger. The peace sign comes from Jupiter. You know, hippie days. The thumbs up. Yeah, okay, we're on. Yeah, well, yeah. It's fascinating even how just this has, you know, filtered into our everyday, you know, gesturing. And um, but, what about someone who's who gesticulates a lot, um, who just uses their hands a lot? Would you would you look at that? Yeah, well, that's, you know, it could be, you know, mercurial energy, but, you know, the force, yes, I, I find that the nervous system. But, yeah, but there's also you know, more showmanship could be the sun. Uh, my teacher in palmistry wanted me to get on buses for a couple of weeks and study the faces of people that came on and off and mark down the planets in their faces. And, 
It was how I got, you know, to to feel the planets, the vibration, to know them. When I learned astrology, I did the charts by hand. It was complex, I thought, you know, at first, but I got a you know, good math, mathematical mind. But, yeah, it would take you know, about uh, an hour, a bit more to roll up a chart. So the teacher then wanted me to understand the nature of the movement, to see the movement of those planets, the motion. So when we'd get on the bus or the, the subway, if I, because I live in a big city, uh, Montreal, I back then would be looking at all the faces of people. I still, well, obviously do at times, um, but I was fascinated to study them. I mean, I guess they, I, you know, wondered if they thought I was uh, probing them, but, um, you know, it came to see that there's usually three leading planets in a person's uh, face. One is leading and there's three planets that are usually strong that you can see in their faces, you know, and uh, someone, for instance, that just has, dimples when they laugh and you know that's venus you know um the stature of a person it's just like the fingers the smaller person is mercurial and mars and you look at your finger mercury is the smallest the next in height is the sun and then jupiter's a little taller and saturn's the tallest the tallest tallest is rahu but we don't have a finger for rahu so you know the nature of um, of a person uh you know a gap in their teeth is, is mercurial david letterman in the united states he always you know he was a, a comic it's a nature of mercury but he had the gap in his front teeth so uh you know the, the long lean face the tall person and you know lean thin it's saturnian and uh you know mustached men very much mars if you look in india you Probably 90% of men sport mustaches, so they're very martial. Very martial. And, you know, of course, the, the prominent brow as well would be very Mars, no? Yes, it would. And in the nature of Jupiter, it's you know, more gentlemanly. You know, and well-grouped, you know, hair is in tidy place. And, you know, they would be the nature person's nature of opening the door for somebody as they're coming in. You know, so it's Jupiterian quality. So, so really, John, I mean, by the time, you know, you've got someone sitting down in your office um, and you've, sh you've, shaked, you've shaken hands, you, you've got to see them. And by the time they've sat down, you really don't really need to look at their chart very much, do you? I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I can see. No, I have a, a you know, so the chart really outlines to me where they're going. You know, what um, is, is it going to be a smooth ride with the planet period that's coming for them? Are they undergoing you know, transits as, um, you know, transits of interference and um, um, which is causing you know, a lot of personal troubles, but basically the nature of the person I see from, you know, the hand, from who they are, what, their, their face. And, um, you know, I just get, you know, the, the strong affirmation uh, from the chart as well when I see that. Yeah. I'm not surprised when I look. Like like you said, you have Jupiter and Saturn together. Or Jupiter uh, in uh, Capricorn, yes. Or, yes, and um, so and your fingers are leaning. So when I see that, I'm not surprised because I often see such a relationship between those planets. Well, not and just what, Saturn and Jupiter, you know, Sun and Mercury or Sun and Saturn. 
What, what would you say then when you see that in a person's hand, but it's not a case in the chart? Would you say, like, for example, um, maybe there's another indication coming in, like um, compensating for that. So Jupiter might be in Capricorn, but that is cancelled by something else. It, sometimes it's seen that way. And, you know, there's food for thought that perhaps the time of the birth is not correct. But there's also, you know, there, there's areas that it happens and um, you see the, um, um, say, the weakness of a planet or in a weak sign. And yet you see the brilliance in the hand. For instance, sun, say, in the sign of Libra isn't the strongest. And yet in the handprint, I see a, a beautiful sun line. And, uh, and and the strength of that planet. It could be over, Saturn could be overbearing on it, but I see the strength. So it, you know, at times it makes me scratch my head and say, well, you have to give it some leeway too. It's not all black and white, you know? Right, right. And well, John, this has been fascinating. I mean, it's really stoked me to want to study this more. Um, and you've 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 done your job in that sense because you've really um, piqued my interest. Uh, well, so it's, it's a fascinating topic. Uh, I'm just wondering. I just like to wrap it up now, but maybe with a couple of questions, I like to ask everyone that comes on. So um, again, thank you for coming on um, and sharing your knowledge. Um, You're very I'm welcome. Just, I'm just curious in terms of you know I, I, one of the questions I ask people is. Uh, the role that they see technology playing in the future for astrology. And of course, that's very much about computers and online. How does that come into a palmistry? Can you work with people that you don't see? Like you, you say you get prints, but can people send you prints and can you work online with that? Yes, they'll, they'll scan me uh, or even take um, um, on their phone a picture of their hand and send it to me. Oh, and, um, and, it's clear, and it's a clear picture and I can uh, read from there. So the technology can only enhance. It's you know the technology um, makes it a lot quicker for us to um, get evaluations. Fantastically so. So the information is totally there. It's a matter of getting people more in tuned to um, you know the basically that astrology is not just um, you know it's, it's interesting to me that astronomers will you know poo poo astrology just as. Doctors will do the same with uh, Ayurvedic um, medicine, and um, and it'll be a day that um, I believe that astrology and um, other modalities that are so highly important in, in, in outside the 3D world, you know, will be actually um, will not only have more interest, but will be believed. I mean, let's face it. In, again, back in India, we're seeing. Um, you know, there's institutes where people are studying astrology, you know, in, in schools. And um, so how, you know, so where do I see the technology taking us? I th I'm thinking, believing that it's just going to keep um, um, enhancing this quality of work that we're doing for more for people to be more interested. Absolutely. And do you think maybe even one day you'll have, because you mentioned there about people scanning their hands and that actually might even be more helpful because you get to see the scan up close and you can magnify it and so on. But yes. You see like an app like or a, a software that you can. Well, that would be also yeah, a very cool thing. And that's, yeah, I have some friends that are, um, you know, more um, 
say computer minded and can develop uh, basically programs and um, you know I'm not uh, that savvy with that but um, I work with um, funny enough where I live in Montreal there's three great friends of mine and we're palmistry colleagues we studied way back back in the 90s so we share information we meet and we talk and um, and one of them is uh, talking about creating uh, you know such a, would be able and be open if I brought that up to his attention, which I haven't yet, but um, right. we have all kinds of ideas. So that would be a really great thing. Get people interested. It's Really, exactly. That would be the point of doing it that way is to, you know, because everyone's online anyway. Yes, they are. Yeah. So that brings me to my next question. That's great. Um, what would you do if you weren't a palmist and an astrologer? <laughs> You've been an astrologer for and a palmist for many years now, right? Yeah, my well, since late '80s, I began self-studying. So you know, it's now it's been 30 years. Before that, well, I always had that fascination, interest in India. My India has been very kind to me. I um, my sister lived there in the Himalayas, and I went to study uh, with her teacher and meditation and um, I began uh, an import business when I was 30 years old, bringing back jewelry. Then I began with gemstones, and then I began to study, you know, uh, astrology and gemstones. So um, then I began writing uh, my books as well. So what would I do without astrology? I would go and find somewhere to study it, um, but I would have to do something in, in a you know, alternative way, absolutely, to make sense of you know, the insanity of this world. And I would think I would, um, um, I would be lost without, um, say, having that understanding. So I would have to, I would say, I would have to have, I would have had to gone somewhere like to an Asian place, again, to India, to um, either study, um alternative ways of um, of understanding where we're at in this world because there's so many people that are having these i would say epiphanies or profound openings or questions like what am i doing here i don't feel i fit in anymore and this is people of all ages not mm. only people in their 20s people in their 70s 80s uh, 40s 50s that you know um so it's not working for them there's something more they want to know and that's what would be my drive. I think I've had it all my life. Right. Great. So, so I don't know if that answered the question. So what would yeah, I do? Absolutely. I guess, you know, okay, great. No, I mean, I think in a way, I think you're, because you, you've delved so deeply into Vedic knowledge, I think it would be almost like that question alone is kind of maybe a bit like you know why, why would i even want to consider that like this is who i am you know so i understand that you know you have to I'd go to the <laughs> I'd, I'd go to the horse races and use charts of the horses yeah yeah, yeah. You'd, but you're still be an astrologer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is okay you could that's okay um so and i just like to know as well how you mentioned earlier how uh, you were introduced to palmistry but then uh, can you tell us a bit about how you were introduced to astrology then how that led to astrology and was that love at first sight i imagine it was because your palmistry studies led naturally to astrology it, it, I jumped on it immediately when um, the palmistry teacher I had um, 
um, was drawing the Vedic box. So it, it was instant. And I asked, what was that? And so, as I said, and I, it was almost like I couldn't sleep that night because I had to get a book. I had to know. I had to, uh, and, uh, you know, um, so it was instant reaction wow. as soon as I saw that. And was that the Northern Indian or Southern style? That was Northern. Northern Indian, okay. Yeah. And so last question, John, thank you so much for your time. Um, just like to know where people can find out about you and your work. You've written a book and or, or two. Yeah. Um, so let everyone know where they can uh, get a hold of you. Yeah, basically um, on Facebook, you'd send me a friend request to John John Five. You can uh, I write as you do astrology blogs or blogs of some sort. Anyways, it's always related to astrology. So John Five uh, on Facebook, but my email is John underscore R underscore F Y F E at yahoo.com. and um, you can also take a look on my website, and um, and the reason it's called this because I was changing my um, uh, domain. Uh, someone was working on my website. Someone stole my name, and I couldn't use my own name, John Fife Astrology. So what we have for my website is www.therealjohnrfife.com. Which actually has a nice ring to it, actually. <laughs> Maybe it worked out just as well because it really is quite, it's quite a nice name. So your email then again is john underscore r underscore fife, F-Y-F-E at yahoo.com. Is that right? That's right. Okay, perfect. So thanks again, John. It's been really fascinating um, delving into this with you. And I've been like, I don't think I've ever, or I have not looked at my palms so closely in a long time <laughs> as you were speaking. So I've really enjoyed it. Um, again, thank you for your knowledge and uh, sharing your wisdom. Well, uh, um, yeah, appreciate it. Well, it's been my pleasure. And um, I look forward to coming back to, over to Ireland. Uh, I intend to come over this year. So uh, more like uh, the autumn in around September. And, Great. Well, uh, you must let me know if you do. I will definitely let you know. And, and as you know, you know, I, I, I lived in Ireland for um, seven years, 205 to 212. So um, kind of missing you guys. Yes, you're welcome anytime. And I'd love to meet up with you when, if you come over this year. We'll definitely do so. Okay. Thanks, John. You're very welcome. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. So again, thank you for listening to the Timeline Astrology Podcast. You can get in contact with John Fife um, on his website, therealjohnrfife.com. So therealjohnrfife.com. And my own website, timelineastrology.com, if you have any questions. And you can email me at info at timelineastrology.com. So once again, thanks for listening. And until next time.